Candace and Ariel are not final girls. Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for ghouls, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers. Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to Our Twisted Minds. (laughs) Hello, not your final girl fans who are eagerly waiting for a new episode. I thought you were going to say, not your final girlfriends. Not your final girlfriends. (laughs) That's cute. That works too, I guess. Yeah. Hey, ghouls. We are, I'm Candice, and I'm here with Ariel. Hi. And we're recording an intro to a feed drop we're doing for this week. And it's going to be a, it's a bonus episode of a podcast that Ariel did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the main podcast that she was talking where she was talking about Lord of the Rings, which I mean, don't get disappointed because I know y'all are all super into Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> it's it's extra content from another podcast, which yes. is really funny. Yeah. Um, so the this book, that book podcast, uh, which is hosted by Catherine Kwong, um, had me on to talk about like my favorite childhood book or formative childhood read and it's Lord of the Rings. Um, so, cause I'm a giant nerd. So that's another side of me that people didn't know. Good for you. You learned something new. And, uh, but then I couldn't like shut up about horror, like even on that podcast. So she made it a bonus episode for her podcast. The elves and dwarves and shit were not enough. <laughs> no. Well, she kept asking. She's like, well, what, um, you know, she wanted to know kind of other formative stuff and, and she wanted to ask me about the podcast. So I told her, Mm, I mean, a lot. You'll you'll hear a lot about like weird pranks and shit I pulled on my friends to like scare the shit out of them. Um, one time, we, me and my friends, scared. Uh, like we scared our friends so bad at a sleepover that they almost called the cops. So, <laughs> oh my god, you get to hear a little bit of that. A little sneak preview of that story. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, horror movies, nerdy shit. Pranks gone too far. Addicted mm-hmm. to pranking. <laughs> yeah. True stories. Okay. It's pretty short. It's like 18 minutes. So if you're used to like our 90 minute to two hour extravaganzas, you know, <laughs> sorry. Just it's a nice break. Short and sweet. Oh yeah, because why? What are where are we going? We are going to the beach. Hell yeah. Beach trip. I'm going to the beach that makes you old. <laughs> Aquatic horror. Yeah. The JK. Beach. We will be slightly older when we come back, I think. So <laughs> we're never coming back. Joke's on you. Haha. Stay on the beach that makes you old. So then you just be old, I guess. I think that's the Forever. whole premise. Spoiler yeah. alert. Haven't seen it yet. Oh Hopefully shit. If you stay will. on the beach, you just stay old and decrepit forever and ever, and you're immortal. It's death becomes her, but on the beach. That's it. That's it. Nice. I don't know. This is my guess at the twist that I do. It's a crossover. It's in the same cinematic universe as Death Becomes Her. <laughs> I need to watch the movie before this episode comes out so that I can know. Yeah. So I can know so no one will spoil me. Yeah. We'll have fun listening to this episode and we'll be having fun on the fucking beach. Hell yeah. And then we'll be back. In a couple weeks with um, a super cool guest that we are pumped about. So excited. Yeah, we won't tell you. It's a secret. 
Secret surprise. You'll find out. <laughs> so we love you. Later, ghouls. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first bonus episode for This Book, That Book. Sometimes you have so many good things in an interview that they just don't all fit there. Um, Ariel is a podcaster herself, and we ended up having a good conversation about how she started her podcast, what her early origins are with liking horror, um, among other things. So I decided to take all of those bits and put them together in a bonus episode. So it's like a mini this book, that book, but for horror and for Ariel's podcast. I hope you enjoy and for sure check out the podcast and catch up on episodes of this book, that book as well. You just enjoy genre fic as a whole. Um, you also host a podcast uh, with some friends that happens to be about, I guess, like the genre fic of horror. Uh, what particularly drew you to that genre fic as um, a topic for a podcast? Well, that's uh, that's another thread that's been through my life. I've always liked horror. I definitely was not allowed. I wasn't really allowed to like it as a child, but I liked it in spite of that. And um, as much like being a woman reading fantasy and kind of seeing, oh, the authors that everyone talks about are white males. Oh, all these books I'm reading have male protagonists, um, you know, and kind of having to seek everything else out in the margins. It was kind of the, similar with horror. Not that there wasn't a lot of female representation because there, there is, but I just didn't see a lot of people who were women um loudly identifying with and liking the genre i noticed like there was kind of an obvious recoiling towards horror um it's funny because you know you can think i think you know sometimes women when you're when you're young you go through that tomboy phase and the phase of well i am the one that hangs with the guys and da 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 and hopefully you outgrow that and you find deep and enriching friendships with with women um and, you know, I definitely did, thank God. And we kind of just realized we have really good conversations about these films. And we're funny and we're smart. And let's try talking about it and recording it and putting it out in the world, which is very scary, as you know. And um, let's see what happens. Because we really want, we want other women who like it to understand that they're part of a conversation. You know, they're not liking it in isolation. Um, and not only that, but we want women who might have felt put off by the genre and just felt like it wasn't something that they could approach, um, to just completely put that notion aside and, and understand that that's, that's not true. Like that's, it's a, it's a space that can welcome everyone. And horror is a really interesting genre that kind of often tackles a lot of society's unconscious fears, um, so it's it's one that's really fun mm -hmm. to talk about. Oh, that's really neat. I love that. That was great. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of it was like a plug, but did not feel like one is I feel like always the goal that you're going for and trying to talk about your own creative work. Perfect. I think so then one of the things I'm curious is you um, you'd mentioned horror, uh, horror films, I guess. 
um, like being another through line um, in your life. When was, I guess, like, I'm curious to know, like, what was the first horror film you saw? And what was the moment where you realized, I like this, even though people are not allowing me to like this? So we have thought about this a lot on the podcast that I'm on, because it's a horror podcast. And for me, the the early horror memories aren't film. Um, they're... I love horror movies, but um, I just, there, there are other things. So I'm trying to think of, of examples for you. I mean, certainly stories. So certainly things like scary stories to tell in the dark. I snuck that from my elementary school library and, you know, read it, but hid it from my parents because I would have not been allowed to and had nightmares for a week. It was not good. Um, but, but I couldn't stop. Yeah, I just... I loved, I loved them. I loved the stories. I liked how they made me feel, but I also liked how they made other people feel. Like I liked being a teller of them. So when I was in maybe fifth or sixth grade, so around the time that I was reading Lord of the Rings, I kind of took it upon myself. I don't know why, but I took it upon myself to just read every find all the urban legends, all the urban legends, all the campfire stories, you know, I, and not just, not just like the headlights one, or I, I checked out different cultures, scary stories, you know, I was reading Japanese folklore, I was reading uh, Native American folklore, like I, I wanted to amass like my own treasure box in my head of all these scary stories so that I could always tell them at sleepovers and oh I love this freak people out it was okay this is cool whoa yeah (laughs) you're like the storyteller but the scary storyteller yes yes so that's what I wanted for myself and and that's why, you know, it, it was almost like I was conducting research when I would check out things like um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Or I wasn't allowed to read Goosebumps, but I would definitely steal, like, I would find change in the couch cushions and I would go to garage sales in the neighborhood and I would buy Goosebumps, um, you know, for like five cents or whatever. And I would read them under the covers. Um, and I, as a, as a little baby self I was definitely disdainful of goosebumps I was like this doesn't have literary merit it's not actually scary so I was such a snob as a kid I probably still am love the dedication I'm hearing so there was so did you become known at sleepovers for like being the scary storyteller uh I'm sure yeah I mean among my friends oh yeah I was always telling them I I, they probably wanted me to stop you know I (laughs) that happened growing up too though like uh one of my good friends and I um we're still good friends to this day we took it further in high school and we decided you know what telling scary stories isn't enough we need to make the scary story happen so we almost did like immersive theater for our friends and let me tell you they did not appreciate it um because like pro tip if you're gonna do immersive theater people should have your consent (laughs) like they should consent to the the theater you will subject them to um yeah so we did a couple we did this one great one where it was a story that involved a phone call you know 
with a creepy voice on the other side and blah 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 and it ends where the it's telling you about the phone ringing in your house and we rigged it up where I had her call my home phone because back in that you know those days there there were home phones and she called it right at that moment in the story so we pre-planned it and it really scared everyone and so we did something like that again um months later at a sleepover at her house and we oh man it was bad people were crying and we had to dissuade people from calling the cops like that's how bad it was oh so. okay that's that's pretty serious it was a we trick learned that our it was lessons. good theater but also theater a little too we, immersive we didn't do it after that yeah we learned okay um so following the um i guess the horror thread where did it start to um kind of thread its way to film the only things that I was really allowed to watch was, you know, I could watch the kid channels. So Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. And sometimes growing up, like, you know, growing up in the 90s, there was some really weird stuff on both of those channels. So that was some of like, it wasn't film, but, you know, television, seeing weird things like Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, for instance... Um, but you know, my mom, if she just was walking by, would see like cartoon and didn't really register. So it was almost like the secret thing that, you know, you as a kid, I was not allowed to watch scary, uh, what's it called? It's not scary stories to tell in the dark, but it's that show that was on Nickelodeon. Are you afraid of the dark? I was not allowed to watch. Are you afraid of the dark? Um, much to my chagrin. So that was terrible, but I think it was also, I was allowed to watch Turner Classic Movies. So I watched black and white horror. Um, so Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, anything that was playing on TCM, I could watch. That was something that, that got me into horror. And I was, uh, and, and I could just have that channel on as much as I wanted. And also Twilight Zone, which I know kind of branches into sci-fi, but... I was also allowed to watch Twilight Zone. It was on at every major holiday. Um, Sci-Fi Channel ran just a 24 or 48-hour marathon. And I was obsessed. Um, The first episode I ever saw was this one where a woman... uh, Where the world is getting uh, hotter and hotter and hotter. And basically the sun's getting too close to the earth. And you're realizing it's going to burn up the earth um, imminently. And then the end, the twist at the end is that she's actually, this young woman has a terrible fever, but the earth is actually getting further away from the sun and the climate change is happening and it's getting colder and colder and colder. So anyways, that was the first episode I ever saw and I was in love. I was in love with it and um, obsessed. So those were kind of the early instances for me. Do you have like a favorite movie you've gotten to discuss being on the podcast? Yes, probably. Well, there's so m- I've had so many delightful. Sometimes I know movies going into it. Recently, we interview um we interview people during our podcast. Not always. Sometimes it's just us talking, but we um we like to interview women who like horror. So that's kind of sometimes they're filmmakers, sometimes they're film producers. Recently, we've had some really cool ones that are older. So um, 
an older, I think it's 1977, I want to say, um, House. It's a Japanese film. It is delightful. It is incredible. It is just a ride, and it's not scary, really. Um, so if that's if you're looking for a gateway to horror, I highly recommend House. Um, but another episode that I, I think I liked, but it like scared me to have the conversation was actually um, one we did recently um, with a documentary filmmaker. She's a documentary filmmaker, um, psychologist. Uh, like author and professor so she's done many things but she wanted to talk about her name's Jan Hawken and she wanted to talk about two films from 2020 that were um, horror films directed by women so we talked about Sea Fever and we talked about another film called Relic and um, Sea Fever is a pretty straightforward uh, like ocean horror um, that kind of pays homage to the thing if you know of the thing which is like an iconic horror movie. Um, uh, the other film, Relic, got a lot of press. Everyone in the horror community really liked it. And it's it's a metaphor for dementia and basically like um, three generations of women in a family like dealing with the trauma of dementia. And so I was afraid. Like that, that episode means a lot to me because I was afraid to have the conversation because my mom has early onset Alzheimer's. So I was a little bit apprehensive going into watching the film. I had put it off and I knew I would eventually watch it on the podcast. So that's why I was fine when she brought it up. Cause I was like, I knew this would come up eventually, but also because I actually didn't like the film and it wasn't because of the subject matter. I, it was because I actually, I kind of disagreed with their take on it. And so I was nervous because I felt very personally attached to the subject and also because I disagreed. And so it ended up being really fun because that's some of my favorite moments on the podcast is when we have um, people in the same space disagreeing over something that like, you know, in the end, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. It's trivial. You know, like you can argue and disagree about art and you should. Um, but it's also like, it's something that I, I, I feel like weirdly happy about because how often do you have particularly like women in a space together disagreeing about something and like changing each other's minds and like listening to their perspectives of usually that's not something that you would consider, you know, terribly polite or correct um, as a woman. So that's something that like stood out to me about a recent episode that I really, I enjoyed, even though I was apprehensive going in. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really neat. Now I'm, now I'm curious because I would like to, I'd like to listen to that now. Um, I guess like having having the inside scoop helps, um, but also knowing that I guess you know because I probably am one of those women that has felt kind of repulsed by the genre in some sense. There isn't maybe a lot of imagination I have for it either to like how it connects to people or what it could possibly invite. Um, yeah, so who knows? It might be House, and then reading Goosebumps is where I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> to get over this <laughs> yeah um I'm asking this mostly because it's like a very much of like a BuzzFeed quiz question but do you feel like you would know how to survive a horror movie <laughs> if you were um, in one you know I feel like this is a question that you like many it's if you haven't asked your friend group like who you are in the horror movie you should ask your friend group who you are in the uh -huh. horror movie because it's like very fun to kind of go through and figure okay. out who each would be um, 
so my friends joke and say that I'm probably the the killer, um, which I love and I am flattered by. Like I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, That's but hilarious. I also truly would be that person that is at the beginning who like brings people accidentally to the slaughter. You know, so like much like us on our hike, Catherine. Uh, except there would be a serial killer in the mountains uh-huh. or something. I'm the one that's like, let's go, let's Got go it. on this stupid adventure. And yes. even sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm too curious to ever say no. So in real life, I would die very early on. I'm sure I would. <laughs> and everyone would cheer. Everyone would be happy about it. <laughs> because I was, okay. you know, I would have been, it would have been my fault. I would have opened the box or mm-hmm. I would have done this and that. So people in the audience would be like, thank God. Mm-hmm. She got what she got. What was coming to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> got what she deserved. Cool. Is there um, is there a role for the person who thinks that they're being safe? Oh, for sure. Yes, that that's you. Okay, I feel like that would be me right now, not knowing too much else. But I would be the person trying to be safe and like who has whatever the one flashlight. Yeah, and that's like die. it's almost like a comic relief. I think you'd be like the the like the straight man, but like it would be funny, and then you would die. Yeah. All right. Love it. Well, thanks so much, everybody. That is the conclusion of my first ever bonus episode. Please check out Ariel's podcast, Not Your Final Girl. You can find that on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Please be sure to check out that podcast if you are looking for horror film recommendations or want to join a conversation of funny, smart women talking about horror. This could be your chance to find out who exactly you are in a horror film. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Take care.